Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. I'm I'm Tyler Bishop and you know that. And I'm Jenna Bishop. And you probably know that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you would know that especially from uh, a lot of the memes recently. If you follow me on Instagram, I've well, been... Well, if you follow you on Instagram, you know who you are already, so... It's true. It's a great know. point. Um, uh, but yeah, you're Jenna Bishop from the memes. <laughs> That's what I'm from. <laughs> the memes about how people won't fight you. I know. It's so frustrating. Yeah, the fight, man. Just wanna fight. I mean, at this, all these girls keep dodging me. We keep trying to come up with like clever marketing schemes to try to get people to fight you. Like we were thinking about like funny ways that we could raise money so that we could basically just pay your opponent more. Yeah, it's a weird position and to be in. I think. I don't know. Like, I just want to like at least get this first one done. And I, I, it sucks because I feel like all the time people are like, "Oh, when'd you fight? When'd you fight?" And asking me all the time. And then I was like, I don't know. Nobody will fight me. So I wish I had fight announcement. I wish I could tell you guys that I was fighting soon. But um, I'm not fighting MMA soon. But I am scheduled to fight a Noki Jiu-Jitsu match soon. Woo! So at least I can compete because I'm dying to compete right now. And so do you have the details to give to everybody? Uh, I'm supposed to be fighting on Fight to Win. June, June eighteenth. June eighteenth yes. against the one Alzagir. That's right, and uh, that'll be exciting because I think partially you just like you've been thinking you were going to compete since February, and that's part of the reason it's for the memes like, is like to just sucks. try to get somebody that wants to step up and actually uh, fight, which is a weird mm-hmm. thing to be a position to be in to be like, yeah. look, I'm a legitimate professional fighter, so much so that like I'm O and O, and someone won't take a fight against me, and. You know, I've talked to some of my friends that fight MMA, that transitioned from jiu-jitsu to MMA, and was like, how did you get your first fight? Like, you're really, really good at jiu-jitsu. So Use the fake name. <laughs> yeah, no. some, well, uh, one of my friends has a nickname now and changed her name because her wrestling credentials were too good and people didn't want to fight her. And then another one just had a lot of media hype behind her. So people were like, I'll take her trying to call her out. So I either need to just start acting like all thotty on Instagram and get some media, some media behind me or I don't know. And everybody keeps telling me I should call somebody out, but it's just like not my style. Like I like to talk trash. Like I like to do that, but like to my friends, like yeah, in in, in person, in like, good fun. Like, yeah, you like do- just having fun. Like I don't like to do it like. People, people would think that you're, (laughs) well, we joke around because we call you the truth because like, you know, people, you tell people the truth and sometimes that's not always super pretty. Only if I like you, only if you're friends with me. And that's my point is like, I think, uh, that can get mistaken sometimes. If you're trash and I don't like you, I'm never going to tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the point. Uh, it's never mean spirited unless it's like totally meant to be. It's not meant to be like passive aggressively cutting deep. And that, that's like one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit was just because like, I think it's weird because, you know, I think you are in a position to where it's like you should just call somebody out, like yeah. call call out some of these girls that like should I'm gonna be. I'm going to have to have you call people out for me because <laughs> that's usually what I do. Tyler's good at like all the trash talk and like, like, it's not like you're a trash talker, but you don't no. mind being like over the top, like on no. social media. And that's just like not really like my style, but I'll let you do it for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, like, 
It's a good thing that I don't take full control because I would make you a heel. I'd be like, it's easier to be a bad guy, Jenna. You just got to lean into it. It's not who I am. Yeah, you need to just start like, uh, you know, burning flags or something. You know, really what? get... No, <laughs> God, you're just going like... See, and this is the problem. And this is why we, we make a good pair and like we work as a couple yep. because it's, it's a balance thing. We have to balance yeah, each other it's like, out. No, no, no. Trust me. People are going to be really, really galvanized by the fact that you're burning flags. They're going to hate you, but that's why they'll buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. And you're like, no, we can't burn a flag. We are American, Tyler. That's not a good thing. And I'd be like, you know what? I think in this case, in this rare case, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> this rare case. You have to tell me I'm right all the time. Just saying. <laughs> Tyler, this episode burning flags. <laughs> no. On Memorial no. Day weekend. I know. Wow. Just no respect. <laughs> I think respect. that's what that's what the one thing that came to my mind is because there's like flags up everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like Memorial Day. Everybody's like puts a little flags in the ground or whatever. But it's like one thing I think about all the time when I see flags everywhere. It's like you're not supposed to like let the flag touch the ground. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like... There's no way. There's so many flags up. Some of these people, they're like technically, they think they're being all patriotic, but nah, they're, those flags are touching grounds. Yeah. Is that just an American thing? I don't know. I have a feeling it, it almost can't be. Like America is a new country. Like I feel like that's some like old yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I feel like you see like a lot of other um, like athletes like with their flag like celebrating and stuff, but then like it like gets thrown on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that in American athletics too. But usually, we're pretty well PR'd up to where they're like, do not let that flag touch your ground. I'd rather you blow both your ACLs than like let that flag touch the ground. <laughs> Those people that don't like kneeling for the national anthem, they won't have it. They're, they're going to be vocal. That's true. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, uh, how do you call somebody out if, you know, like in a respectful way? It's not really respectful, like... Uh, not like, respectful. Hey, hey, That's hey, the wrong hey. word. All I feel of like. you flyweights out there haven't seen a single one with good jujitsu. It's trash. You're garbage. Show me otherwise. Cut the promo. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that. <laughs> But yeah, that that's the thing is uh, it's been frustrating from that perspective because, you know, I was really self-conscious about this when I started uh, fighting MMA where uh, when I would be training and I would train with like a black belt nogi and we'd be doing MMA practice or something and they would just like easily handle me because I, I, when I started I was a like three stripe white belt or whatever mm-hmm. and then, you know, like most of the time that I was training MMA I was a blue belt, purple belt, the end. Yeah. Blue belt purple belt at the end but like yeah. that's the thing is like black belt it's one of those things where it's like you know you easily handle a blue belt or purple belt and i just remember always thinking like man am i good enough to beat like a black belt though you know like no yeah. so like i was always kind of self-conscious about that in the yeah. back of my mind to where it was like you know it i'm gonna have to be this good to ride this ride yeah and i used to always frustrate me to no end and you've heard me talk about this before but like you know, when somebody uh, signs up as a pro MMA fighter and they're like, mm-hmm. I want to get in that cage, it's like, you're the one that's signing up to be a professional athlete today that yeah. says, I want to be the best in the world. Yeah. If that's not your goal, like, why are you getting in there? And number two, like, if you are going to sign up and be that person, like, who are you to turn down, like, a fight, especially, like, on the come up? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I understand people turning down fights, like... Because everybody's trying to, like, pad their record and protect their record. But, like, if we're both 
you know, if somebody has like a few fights under their belt already and you don't think that you're good, like, I don't know. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want to like take that fight or whatever. You're not good enough to be an O&O fighter? Well, yeah, she's like really good at Like a very unproven, like I don't even have any amateur fights, so it's like... I'm unproven. Like, well, that's the thing too, where it's like, oh well, you know, she's thing. a really accomplished black belt, very well credentialed. Why would we take that fight? That's going to be a difficult one. And to that, I would say, well, look, she's O and O. Like, she's very unproven in every other facet of MMA. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not credentialed in Muay Thai or wrestling. So, like, you know, why wouldn't you fight this girl? She probably has garbage wrestling. You should try to take her down. Me? I have garbage. That's what I would say to the girl. Yeah. (laughs) Wrestling's garbage. She refuses to train it, and for that reason, it's her weakness. (laughs) (laughs) My wrestling and my striking, garbage. All I have is jujitsu, people. Yep. All. That's all I have. So, I I don't know. It's it's weird because, like... um, I'm just getting sad right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, it... it, Because I feel like this is my whole, like... I don't know. This is, like, what I've been doing for... Since... I mean, I've been, I decided I want to do this in what, September? Yeah. Like September, October of last year. Yeah, September is kind of whenever we talked about like, it quite a bit. talked about it in October, really like started training. You, the podcast has been around for this journey, you know? Yeah. Like the podcast was here before you were training. I know. Anyway. You guys and were so the OGs. We've been talking about it for a long time. And then, you know, I've had all these promises of fighting. Like you're going to fight this date in this date since February. The first date was in February. We're in June now, and now I still don't have anything lined up. Got a manager, got a contract. Like, what else do you need? And that's the thing is, is like... I don't know. I'm just sad because I'm training really hard all the time. I'm not training hard, actually. She's not. She's not. not training at all. Doesn't train (laughs) wrestling or striking. Doesn't nope. train. I've just been training jujitsu. Depressed. Sitting it. at home, mainly just not training. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest with you, I'm only training with my She'll kids. make the weight, but it's just because she's lost so much muscle mass, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fading. I'm <laughs> fading away over here. <laughs> uh, I almost said, like, she's not really out of shape. She probably won't even make the weight, but I don't want them to be like, oh, she's going to be real big, you know? So yeah, I got to let them know, like, oh, yeah. she's going to make weight, but she's going to be skinny. I moved down to straw weight at this She's going to be all skinny fat, you know? Yeah. Softy soft. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, a lot of it comes back to the fact that it's like, you know, people believe in and see, you know, someone that's really good. And it's like, well, you have the credentials to back it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a lot of things I feel like, um, you know, especially in, in MMA, but like all prize fighting where it's like, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but like Rory McDonald, I think recently uh, said this and uh, Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson have talked about it. But like, you know, they both fight in one and then Rory obviously in the PFL now. And they're like, look, the guys that we're fighting here, these these guys are really tough. They're nightmares, yeah. you know, yeah. but they're just not in the UFC. And it's one of those things where it's like in jujitsu too, where it's like there's dudes that are out there that are really, really mm-hmm. good. And the people that train with them or the people that know or have to compete against mm-hmm. them know that. But because they don't quite get the same like push or well, like. Or maybe not don't have the, the means or the opportunity. Yeah. You know? Like that's a big part of it too. Like there's always um, a thing where it's like I've always wanted to go compete in Brazil because it's like there's not everybody can get a visa to come compete at the world's here in the states so you know like who knows who's out there that like 
is just really good training all the time, that kind of a thing. And you hear about these people like all yeah. the time. And eventually, I think some of them get the opportunities to come compete, but not in, in not jiu-jitsu. Everyone. I would make the argument that I—I I mean, I heard that for forever, and I know that there's a certain amount of truth to that, especially in some of the older guys. I feel like um, nowadays, it's, I mean, yeah. the U.S. is definitely probably well. My my point is, is like I think the guys that are people. really really talented now because jiu-jitsu is what it is. Like those guys they're here like mm-hmm. competing against the other guys yeah. like somebody gets them takes them to a big team gets them mm-hmm. here whatever mm-hmm. you know they get sponsored or uh like uh affiliated somehow with like a project that magically like transports mm-hmm. them here and they get to live with like a family yeah. anyways i'm like yeah. yeah you're going off like we don't need to know the details here. <laughs> 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 they perhaps go to a specialized academy. Hey, we're done. We're done. Move on. Yeah, but I I think that you know you do have this competition that's out there, and a lot of times it comes back to a how somebody promotes himself, or b just like you said the opportunities because sometimes you get opportunities and then you get like media attention or just like social media attention that gets behind you, and then you know next thing you know like. People on the Joe Rogan show are saying like, well, you're the greatest of all time, greatest of all time. And it's like, I think, you know, that happened to me a lot when I was um, coming up in jujitsu. There were a handful of girls and we were all um, like at the same rank and like level. And, you know, a lot of them I had beaten or like had really like we were like back and forth of just really like closely matched. But there was, like, a couple of girls that just got, for whatever reason, they were just, I don't know why, but all the jiu-jitsu media was, like, hyping them up all the time. Like, covering all their matches. They get, like, preferential treatment in brackets and in, like, all these different ways. And I'm just like, why is it them? Like, I've beat that person. Or I've, like, um done really well against this person and them always been like really competitive with all these people and that it was never like for me partially because the team that I was on like didn't allow that to happen um allegedly <laughs> it's a, but it's like, like also illegal. but it's just like the the media like they they pick their favorites and so you kind of have this like um we've talked about this before like you and I have said like it's um uh what's the word I'm looking for uh like a self-fulfilled prophecy yeah, yeah, yeah. like type thing where it's like, oh, well, these people only, these are the ones that get the clicks and the likes. And it's like, well, those are the, because that's the people who you're hyping. Like, honestly, like, you that's know, a, I'm not going to Who put people it out. know like, because they've been given, like, due you, attention. You've right. been given that. Yes. It's like, those are the people that are hyped. And then there's always going to be the people that are undeniable, yep. you know, that, but even still, man, like there's some of the some of those guys that are undeniable and they don't get the press coverage. They don't get the hype. And I don't understand it. Like, at least just cover them, you know? Yeah. Like at well, least I mean like, Tanquino, like Oh man, like yeah. like, That's a great man, example. I was gonna give somebody else, but beat, like well he it's like he beat Hoffa Mendez, like the you know Fought in the UFC Fought in the UFC ADCC champion. Yeah, one ADC is like he has anyone he, knows about him he's one abu dhabi pro like yeah. he's got every he's, credential yeah it's like, and he's like beat like you said beat hoffa mendez in his prime yeah. like this dude like does not get his due yeah i think part of it's his style like it's not the most exciting in the world but like yeah 
I mean, but I think a lot of it has to do with like personalities too. It's yeah. like the people who are like talking trash or like really excited, which all that, although I would say like the Mendez brothers, like they've always been hyped, but like, they're not like a overly like, um, they don't have like huge personalities in, yeah. in one way or another. I think for them it was a dominant. But dom- they're just so dominant. It's insane. Yeah. Dominant and also revolutionary in the way, the way that yeah. they innovated in Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. I think people just saw and like copied their style for a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, with that being said, I think, you know, you've, you've got this, uh, you mentioned like I always talk about it being a self-fulfilling prophecy, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that it's like um, you know the Gordon Ryan thing um, here recently is like I I actually think Gordon Ryan is probably the best right now Nogi. I mean I know he's like taking a break or whatever because he's you know stomach thing or whatever, but um, the thing is is like you know to to have somebody like Joe to, Rogan to, to that- keep saying like he's the goat. It's like you can't say he's the greatest of all time. Like he's in his prime. And he's beating everybody, but, like, there have been other guys that have done the same thing, and they've done it on multiple, like, like rule sets and gi and no gi and all this stuff. Like, other, there's, like, just a lot more to back it up. It's like, and now people want to be like, well, look, it's the greatest no gi grappler of all time. And that's, that's cool or whatever, but it's like, it's, like you said, in, in the period of time, it makes a difference because, like, you know, when Hodger was fighting, there wasn't, like, this no-gi specialization that there is now. No. Like, you do, you don't have the chance to, like, build on top of the shoulders of the other people. You just have to be yeah. great, yeah, right? Yeah, just here recently, like, no-gi and gi have really diverged. Like, diverged into, like, almost two different sports in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think I heard uh, Craig Jones or, yeah, I think it was him that said, like, it's kind of forked. Uh, yeah. yeah, he said that's why he stopped training the gi is, like, jiu-jitsu kind of like took a fork where it's like gi and no gi and because yeah, the gi is very specialized and then no gi was very specialized and it's like more leg locks and different things like that but yeah i mean homolo was uh at the academy a while back and he was kind of talking about that like about how just i mean he claimed that he was like i'm a purple belt no gi now and i'm like mm, you're adcc champion i don't think you're a purple yeah. belt no gi but yeah. i know what he, i knew what he was saying he was understand basic- the con- like the the sentiment yeah it's like no gi now it's like the game is just so different he's mm-hmm. just like my expertise in that game is not as like what it was whenever you know i was competing in yeah. adcc or whatever i think you've always seen that where it's like there's a certain type of athlete that's done well gi versus no gi like, yeah for it's, sure it's like you know you can almost see like the style but um of somebody which although i will say this like uh mikey musmashi mm-hmm. like he just competed in like a no gi like this weekend and he heel hooked somebody and like his game is just very much a gi game mm-hmm. and then to see him like go out and do like no gi and he's saying, like, he hasn't really trained a lot of Nogi. Like, he's just starting to do it. And he's like, can be really dominant against, like, a really tough competitor. It's like, you know, that takes a certain type of person that's, like, very... He's so disciplined and so skilled in, like... Yeah. Uh, I think... I actually think he's really special in his in his style of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, I think that he's innovated in, like... Obviously, like his his body he's, like, type. OCD about like the way, and this is just like from what I see on social media, like the way he trains and studies and like yeah. that kind of thing. I think that kind of. 
I, I remember talking to Robert Drysdale a little bit about him, and he was like, yeah, he's just very, very particular about all his techniques. You know, he can obviously move and do things that other people just can't. Like, he can kind of do that thing that Hoyler does where he squats on his butt, touches the mat, and his heels yeah, are on the floor. stupid flexible. Yeah, but, like, even with that, it's like to have those tools and then to be doing techniques, like, just differently than everybody else. Like, that's an innovator. You know, that's mm-hmm. somebody that is a trailblazer in a lot of ways. And so, like you said, like, you know, this is somebody who's doing good on both sides of the competition. And there's a lot of examples of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hanato, H- Hanato Canuto, I think, mm-hmm. is somebody that's like, yeah. you know, like uh, a couple years ago at the Worlds, he ended up losing to Lucas Lepre. But like before that, it was like, you know, the year before, everybody knew him as like the spider guard guy, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden he comes out and he's got amazing judo. He's throwing mm-hmm. people. Like he threw Lepre in the most impressive thing about it was like beautiful throw and then lucas just cartwheels yes. and he's just like easy cartwheel like yeah. no advantage because like i made this look like i was having a good time but in the also middle that's like that's something that like is because he's such a seasoned and really good competitor i was talking about this with somebody the other day in training where it's like you have to especially on like the like the wrestling and like takedown game I mean, it applies in a lot of things, sweeps and everything, where it's like you have to realize the point where fighting against this person is only going to hurt you. Like they've got so deep into a position to where if you can go with it, you can use the momentum against them. Mm. And like that's, I mean, that takes a lot of skill and reps and like that timing is just has to be impeccable to be able to pull that stuff off that's where you train those instincts you know it's like um the way i always like i'm not I, i've surfed tried to surf one time in my life never actually done something that i would call surfing mm-hmm. but i would always tell people it's like i imagine it's like surfing <laughs> i imagine <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like after you do it's like driving a car where it's like after you do something long enough it just seems automatic you mm-hmm. don't have to think to yourself like right turn turn a little bit more uh not quite turned enough let me just you just make the turn because yeah. you've done it so many times like you've yeah. you're comfortable with it and that's how i feel like doing a triangle or whatever and it's one of those things where it's like to be like loose enough and mm-hmm. just like trained enough to where it's like somebody goes for a throw and you reverse it immediately because in feeling it, you know exactly the right way mm-hmm. to handle the momentum. And you feel like where your opponent's weight is positioned to take advantage of, of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those things, like you said, you have to be like this seasoned veteran. And, you know, I really appreciate uh, watching guys like uh, Nate Diaz or George Masvidal like uh, succeed now, partially because I think about like, man, you think about now, I I know how long I've been doing jujitsu and I know how long like they've been training and like Mm -hmm. competing in MMA or just like fighting. Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. Really great example. Just got the finally and it's like, man, this guy, he's been competing in jujitsu along with fighting in MMA for years and just recently gotten like opportunity yeah to be and i think where that he should be those are the success know? stories of people that sort of like you know it was like george was a journeyman before mm-hmm. he like kind of broke out yeah. with the he got like a viral quote where he was like three piece in a soda you remember that what it was like a viral thing like at, he'd actually fought in uh london i think he knocked out darren till okay. maybe but afterwards, him and Leon Edwards, who they've actually never fought, which is crazy because it was the thing that kind of oh, broke yeah. him out. 
he wanted to fight Ben Askren because Ben Askren was had come to the UFC, talked a bunch of trash, and then George Masvidal, him and Edwards got into it, and uh, they asked Masvidal about it, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I gave, uh, backstage, I gave him three-piece and a soda, and it was like, he hit him with like a three-punch oh. combo is what he was saying. Oh. Uh, do you, do you were you not aware of that? No. And I then mean, he, maybe I was, but like I pay half attention sometimes. And then he goes and he flying knee knocks out Ben Askren in like five seconds. They're like, "Who is this guy? He's entertaining." He talks mm-hmm. about like giving people three pieces in a soda. He's flying knee people in this like clever way. And it's like, yeah, he was fighting people in like Kimbo's backyard, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen years ago. And he's this guy with a salty MMA record. Yeah. But finally, his those skills are so sharp and he's mm-hmm. such a veteran that he's so comfortable in there yeah and that doesn't make him unbeatable but like now he's finally getting some recognition for those skills same thing with Nate Diaz like the Diaz brothers were around for forever like people in martial arts and them is kind of like these characters but like they weren't popular the way that they became like after Diaz had his thing with Connor you know what I mean yeah I was just trying to think. I'm sorry. Like, it seems like I'm not, like, responding. But I was trying to think of, were they, though? Because, like, I feel like I always liked them before that. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) you like real people. (laughs) I ain't trying to do much talking before we fight. (laughs) Just, yeah. I remember a long time ago, Nick Diaz, they asked him something. He's like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, we're going to fight. So I guess we're going to find out. Can we just stop talking now? (laughs) <laughs> and it's like that's what i think his so brain is perfect. i think that's what his brain is like always thinking yeah it's like i don't want to talk like can we just fight now we'll just like figure it out in the fight yeah yeah i think one of the Diaz brothers somebody had called him out recently he's like now we ain't gotta have a fight there ain't gonna be no money you can just show up to the academy <laughs> and it's like that's somebody that's like is one of two things and i and i really appreciate this this is what we we're talking about earlier with calling somebody out it's like when do you deserve it there's a time whenever you become a prize fighter. It's like, you know, if you're Nate Diaz or someone, like, there's a business involved. So you have to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, if you want to fight somebody, like, really want to fight somebody, it's like, well, then we don't need to have business involved. Like, yeah. we can have a yeah. fight. Yeah. You know? Like, if you think you're better than me. Come through. We'll figure it out. It's like, it doesn't take <laughs> a, it's not hard for us to figure this out. We both don't need to train for eight weeks for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I love them so much. <laughs> Specifically Nate, but... Met him at a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Had a five-minute conversation that was super awkward. No, why not you being weird? <laughs> it wasn't weird for you. <laughs> no, I was just like... Uh, like, trying not to be, like, too, total fangirl. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I think... I mean, it's, it's weird because, you know, these are people that have been around for a long time, didn't necessarily get the hype along the way up... But then you have yeah. kind of the opposite sometimes where you have somebody who's like, why is this person that's like popular for like dancing in the ring? Why is she getting like all this hype? And with women, I can kind of get some of it because I'm like, oh, no, she's like attractive. So we're going to like and she's also like playing into that on her social media. So like, let's like play into that. Like, yes. there's an audience that's going to really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But it's not always just that. Like, I yeah. mean, with dudes, it's not that. Right. Yeah, but it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... Unless you're Sage Northcutt and you're just delicious. (laughs) Ew, that was so gross. I know. Because he's not. (laughs) He's just in really good shape. Yeah, he looks like... uh, Um, Moose Schrock, uh, who's a friend of the show. Moose Schrock. Moose Schrock, Nick Schrock. 
uh, a friend of the show. Uh, he has an older brother that basically, or younger, actually, no, no older. yeah, older, <laughs> older brother that looks exactly like Sage Northcutt. They, they might be like long lost brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The do. North Cuts and the, the Shocks. The Mooses. Anyway. No, I think I think for guys it's not like it's not based on looks as much, but like personality and um trash talking, like you're either being like wildly like crazy with the way that you're saying things, like you have to make yourself the heel, like or you have to be just like this over-the-top personality in a lot of ways. Because we were talking about, um, we were st- talking about Stipe. And she's like, he's yeah. somebody who has just been so dominant and has like more like, he had like more like finishes in as a heavyweight or whatever. I don't know what the stats were. He, he had more, uh, well, more wins in a row than any UFC uh, heavyweight champion ever, but I think he has the most uh, UFC heavyweight title wins, too. So yeah, it's like which is like barely The most ever, dominant. It's like, yeah, one of the most dominant heavyweights that there ever was, but it's just like he, like, barely gets, like, hyped. And, and honestly, he, you like, want to talk about all time? You look at his record. Look at his record and his accomplishments. Argument for greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But like, he doesn't for whatever reason he doesn't get like the credit. Like that's what the first thing that happened. Like when he lost to Ngannou, and they were talking about oh, Ngannou's gonna fight this and this person next, and they're talking about John Jones and all this other stuff. But I'm like, but how does Stipe not get an immediate rematch? Like, did he say he wanted to retire? Did he say he's done fighting? Because I don't understand. He beat he beat Ngannou already one time. So it should be like the trilogy, you know, and it was like all title fights. So it's like, why is this guy not getting that chance? You know, it's one of those things too. Where and I think he's super likable. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think too. Like I don't get why you wouldn't think he. Like I told you earlier, and um, uh, no offense, but like it's one of those things where I was like, he seems like every UFC fan. He's yeah. like a middle aged guy that's like a firefighter, you know? Yeah. From, like, the Midwest. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so he seems to me like the guy that you would, you know, find, like, very relatable or whatever. But yeah. for whatever reason, it's like he. Like every person, like, watching is like, I could be a UFC fighter. I'm just like Stipe. But I do think <laughs> that there is something aesthetic about it. Because, like, while, like you said, I'll be an Instagram thought. Maybe because or... his hair, like, gets, like, weird when he takes his hat off. <laughs> no, I think that's a new thing. I think it's just his haircut <laughs> now. Couple, the last couple of fights, it's been blowing. It's like he clearly didn't care. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I think if you're a dude and you're bodied, like you just like Jack, like yeah. Yo Romero or something, it's like, if you look like an action figure and you're like good, like, I think you can get especially hyped more so than a dude that's like, you know, looks like an in shape guy that might also like work part time at a gas station. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. Definitely not in shape. Um, Lewis, Derek Lewis, like <laughs> he's somebody. It's just like, like didn't really like. He just has a crazy knockout power. But like first came on the scene and everybody is like hyping him like crazy because he just says wild things. My balls was hot. Yeah, and it's just like you say something crazy and get the attention, and now it's like he's getting title fights. Like he got a title fight when he didn't deserve a title fight. 
I'm in my opinion. That's yeah. like my opinion. Like just because he had like this hype around him. I mean, like, I think oh. at the time too, he was just sort of like, knew. "Yeah, let me get this money." Yeah, I think he. I think he was very, very uh, open about that. Like not <laughs> yeah. even thinking he was ready, but like I'm gonna get paid. Like, <laughs> well, like <laughs> even for this title fight, like whenever John Jones was like, "Yeah, I'll do this title fight, but you're gonna have to pay me eight mil," and then Derek Lewis is on Inst- or on Twitter, and he's like. Dana White, I'll do it for four mil. Like yeah. it's like I'll do it for half that, yeah. man. Like discount. And, and he's somebody that's. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the hype because I think he's improved himself as a fighter. He's like crazy dangerous to anyone that he steps in the ring with because of his power. But like he's not like he's he wasn't a seasoned veteran. He wasn't a like crazy technician or anything like that. Like he just had like you know. This wild um, personality. He's a very unique person. He's super entertaining. It's yeah. like I'll watch him talk about just about anything because you never know what he's going to say. Yeah. But he's also not in the argument of like the greatest of all time. No. And that was kind of. And most we likely never about. will be. Yeah. But that's the thing we were talking about is like a lot of these greats, um, people start saying they're like the greatest of all time and giving that recognition because they're really dominant at a, in a time period. And it's like. You know, everybody keeps we've we've talked about it too. Is like with like Jordan and Kobe and uh, you know LeBron and all that stuff. And LeBron really like shoots himself in the foot because he tries to say he's the greatest of all time. And it's like you can't validate yourself as the greatest of all time. Like, like as my dad Kevin French would always say, like if you're cool, you don't have to tell people you're cool. Like, yeah, that's kind of like such a like a thing that I live by. It's like I don't have to tell people. About, like, how great I am. Like, if they want to, like, they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah, like, and I <laughs> and I think that that's one of those things where it's, like, that's a Diaz brother, that's a Charles Oliveira, that's a George Moss of it all. Like, you know, they're not going to tell people. And you know what? Closed mouths don't get fed. And that's and, what sucks. Yeah. And, and the fight game isn't always necessarily merit-based. You know, we've talked yeah. about this before in, in jiu-jitsu. But, like, you can be undeniable, but sometimes, you know, that can take a really long time. And even then, it's like, you know, the personality that sort of gets, like, uh, I would say shaped by that kind of becomes unique over time, too. It's like you think about the type of person that you have to be good, be skilled, stick around so long that eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff adds up and you're the one standing at the top. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, that is a personality. It's like you can't not go through all that and not be something. I think, too, you also see that, like, uh, the people trying to be, like, what Connor was or like a gordon ryan in jujitsu like you can't just that's not something like those guys can do that and get recognition because they also back it up you know like if you're talking trash and you're like getting under people's skin but like but then dang it i'm like thinking of something to prove myself wrong like i uh, I was was getting ready to go there like there's all these guys that talk the trash and they get like and I'll just say it, like, AJ Agazarm is, like, known well for losing. Like, I feel like that's how people know him. It's like, he's a guy who talks trash and doesn't tap, but he always loses. Like, he's not known for winning. And it's just, like, there's a certain type of personality. I don't know where I was even going because now I just proved myself but, wrong. But I will say this, like, the people that do that, like, uh, especially in jiu-jitsu, that, like, 
tell like i always say like in jiu-jitsu it's like you can tell people you're good but like if you train with them they know like yeah i would like i my thing that used to drive me crazy is like when i trained with somebody and they'd afterwards they'd want to tell me about somebody they beat or how well they do against this person or that person i'd be like bro we've trained i know, I know you're, you're garbage I know what you got. I like know what you got. yeah you can't tell me you're better than you are and you can tell you can tell the difference between somebody having a bad day yeah. and somebody just being trash. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I could tell they made a mistake and I caught them. And then afterwards, like, they were pretty tough or whatever. Yeah. Versus, like, the person yeah. where you're like, yeah, I'm just like, everything's working. Yeah. Like, all yeah. my stuff. Yeah. I'm a, you got no answers for me. But when somebody does that and then they get, like, hyped or whatever, a lot of times those people are attached to other people, though. Yeah, so and true. I think that that's a big part of it to where it's like... You know, um, I don't know that people are the people that are giving them the attention or the people that are hyping them are necessarily paying attention to their their records or even uh-huh. when they compete yeah. and how they perform. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess that's the lesson to learn is like just attach yourself to people. Clout chase all yeah, day. Yes. Be a clout chaser. And that's how you get ahead in the, the game of fighting. You that know? lesson's free. Yep. Yep. Courtesy of your friends and not fighting. And well, you know something, maybe I just stumbled upon as a lesson that I learned now as well. Like, yeah. I haven't been cloud chasing enough and I need to be doing that. And that's why <laughs> we've, we're glad to announce that we are uh, part of Jake Paul Jiu Jitsu Association now. <laughs> JPA. Oh my God, we should. That's how I'm oh. going to get a fight. I'm going to give him his black belt in Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going with that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna DM Jake Paul like right after I I get done with this podcast and be like, hey, I got a like, hey, hey, I got a business like, idea. <laughs> all these MMA fighters trying to get you to fight MMA, I can get you that black belt. I can get you a black belt jiu-jitsu. <laughs> People will hate hate it so much. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll get so much attention, especially yes. from Flow Grappling. <laughs> it's true oh my god can you imagine <laughs> yeah between posts about him getting a black belt and then gordon ryan like yeah they'd... just like hanging out on a beach because you know that's that's good jujitsu news news <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but it, it is interesting because uh we've talked about this a, a little bit but you know if somebody if somebody like joe rogan says that gordon ryan is the greatest of all time how long till everybody else starts you know sort of yeah. echoing that or parroting it um, and it doesn't even have to be people that are internal to the system. It and can I, be the external be ones as well. Clear to say, like we're not like trying to like say Gordon isn't great. No, no, like, I I, I won't even just... make the argument that he's not the greatest of all time. Although I think that that's a different like that subject's a real nuance because of the nature nuanced. of the sport. Yeah, but um, but he's like the best doing it right now. I think so. Minus like Felipe Pena's got his number. Well, that's the thing is like. That's that's what I would make the case. I would say like there's an argument if he's the greatest right now. Pena, Galvao, like those are yeah. kind of the two, you know. Um, but even outside of that, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go just like um, because of that argument or whatever. Like uh, you know, the greatest of all time thing becomes like even more like pronounced or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan's not paying attention to like competition jiu No, he, he still know the thinks landscape. like as some random dudes that train under Eddie Bravo are like the best guards in the in jiu-jitsu. And I'm like, who is this person? He has a good guard? No. Never heard of him. And that's the thing is like <laughs> uh I think where 
we start to get into the fight business is where this makes a lot more like this is something worth more of a conversation because we've talked about it before it's like you know the people that are good it's like the cream rises top you see it it's like do who is it that you really care about like where do you seek the validation for Mm -hmm. like your grade or not but whenever it starts becoming something where it's like i can't get fights or um you know like i don't i'm not getting fights that i deserve money that i should be paid all that kind of stuff Sipe Miacic, like, I can't get a rematch against the champion when I'm the greatest champion and maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time. Mm -hmm. Like, then it starts being very unfair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a business that's meant to be based on a sport, which is guided by... Results? What's the word? Yeah, results. Fairness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's objective, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's... There's clear lines to this thing. Although I would say, like, that's the difference between, like, uh, an individualized sport versus a um, team sport because it's like styles make fights like just because yeah. it's never like just because you beat this person doesn't mean that you could beat a person that they have beat like and another I, I person do think that, that, that is that per- present in all like, sports like one football team yeah. might be one you know like that kind of thing but I do think in fighting like styles like really can dictate it's things. very different because you can yeah, like it's it's a lot different. It's more way. than just game plan and and attributes necessarily. It's just like how certain things pair together. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting and um, it it does make it uh sort of uh I know it's frustrating for you just like trying to get into it and um mm-hmm. and fight. But I I do think that we'll have news here fairly soon and and hopefully something that's exciting for everybody. Um, you have anything mm-hmm. else that you want to share about that? No. No. But follow follow us on Instagram for the memes and uh, keep your eyes out for news. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. And if you have a chance, leave us a review. And, yeah, we've been doing this thing for over a year. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. But, like, you know, around for Jenna's transition into MMA and hopefully for her first fight. And I mean, honestly, like, hopefully I fight MMA. That's what. That's the point I'm at right now. Oh, see, like, it's I mean, sad, like, guys. She stopped training. Do, like, am I gonna do this? You want to knock out some depressed girl? Come find Jenna Bishop. I'm trying, and nobody will find me. So, like, maybe I'll just quit before I even start. Yeah, become an Instagram influencer. Mm. I mean, I'll do that too. After giving Jake Paul, Paul his black belt. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna start an online jujitsu belt business. Thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening to Not Fighting.